You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this special bi-week episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? I am feeling extra awesome today. And why is this, sir? Is it because it is hot as bars outside? Yeah, you know what? If I get some sunshine on my face, I'm feeling good, guys. Summer's finally rocked up in this, the United Kingdom. Yeah, we've had a couple of days now where it's uh, cracked over 30. So for all of our American friends, that's between like 85 and 95 degrees. It's getting hot. Yeah, it's hot. Now, with no games this week, Marcus, I think it's a great chance to catch up on some news from around the league. What do you say, buddy? Ah, it's been a while since the last one. Sounds like an idea. Here is the news. I think we have to start our news with Omaha Heart, and that is Coach DeRamus and his coaching staff have now been released by the league, and for the first time ever in LFL history, Omaha will play their last game without any coaches. Ooh, that's kind of crazy, isn't it, just that thought? Absolutely. We saw it at the last game as well, didn't we, where we had Shaylin uh, Durham on the sidelines trying to coach and call plays at the same time. So this time, obviously, it's going to be more of a collective process. We'll get to see if the players can do any better than their coaches. I'm pretty sure they can. Yeah, fair play to them. This is not going to be an easy task. And the fact that they're actually stepping up to the plate, I respect that. Looking on to another bit of news, New England versus Atlanta game coming up this weekend has been cancelled, unfortunately. A lot of player injuries um, in New England has left their roster depleted. We want to give a big shout out here at LFL Talk to those injured athletes. We've both suffered from injuries playing football in the past. It's not fun. You want to be on the field supporting your teammates, but you can't. No, and we do wish them all a speedy recovery because, like Marcus mentioned there, injuries are never fun. So we want to see you uh, back on the field uh, ASAP. The Playoff History article for all of you lovely fans is now out on LFL 360, so you can go and have a look back on the last six years of Playoff History put together by LFL 360's Colton Cole. A great article and a great read, Marcus. Yeah, we were talking to Colton about this last week. He sort of mentioned sort of snippet, sort of a sneak preview last week on the podcast. So yeah, it's definitely worth a shout. And now, of course, looking at recent games, LA got the win they needed, but not the 35 points that they really wanted to pull that swing against Dallas. That's going to mean that they are hoping that Omaha can upset the entire LFL universe by beating Dallas and therefore LA would go to the playoffs instead. We're looking for a bit of a miracle there, aren't we? I mean, I'm expecting Omaha to play well, but Dallas needing to win and be in. I don't like writing teams off, but the way Dallas has been playing under those coaches this year, do we see anything but a Dallas win? It's not taken away from Omaha. I see this more as this is Dallas we're talking about. They have already given us an amazing game against LA. They absolutely, you know, pulled off a stunner against Seattle. So really for me, it's not so much a case of you sitting there going, oh, Omaha haven't got chance i think dallas are so fired up that they can't do anything but win if they execute and they do the game plan right of course and if they don't then omaha could quite easily get another upset victory like they did against jacksonville all those years ago it's happened before now is there anything else you want to add marcus 
Next week's show, we are going to start thinking about putting together our LFL Talk Player of the Year's, all our awards coming up. So what we want to do is throw out there to you, put your thinking caps on as we give you the actual award categories and you can start thinking about which players you actually would like to see in them. Of course, next week's show, we might just reveal a few of our nominees. And what are those categories that the fans have to choose from, Marcus? Well, we like to have a little bit of fun, but we're also quite a serious football fan. So we've got a couple of silly sort of um, fun categories and we've also got some serious proper ones. So as far as fun ones go, we've got the War Paint Award for, you know, the, the ladies of our league really like to sort of show off who they are, embolden themselves with some proper war paint as they go into, I guess, the Coliseum. That is the LFL football field. Uh, we've also got trash talk of the year because you know what we like a little bit of trash talking you know it fires everyone up and then miss social media you know what we've got everyone's on social media these days we've got players who brighten our days by their posts making us laugh feeling inspired so we want really people to go out there and find those who really uplift them now serious time lock load this we are gonna have our rookie of the year and our MVP, just because we want to appreciate those people who aren't necessarily in those categories, but have definitely added something to this sport. We also have a most improved player award, someone who's really stepped mark possibly from previous seasons. We've left the best till last. We did this last year. It was really successful. We want you guys to actually add to it again this year by voting in the second ever LFL Talk fan voted player of the year this one's down to you guys get hold of us through social media we're out there guys come talk to us we're lovely guys we love to talk football and we want to hear who you want to vote for absolutely and just to confirm that the voting will start after we've announced the nominations next week or the official voting should we say will start after we've announced the nominations next week but in the meantime if you do want to tell us which players have impressed you this year uh, use the hashtag lfl talk or tweet us at Bullhawks Nest, uh, and uh, we will get back to you and let you know what we think about your opinion. If we agree, disagree, whatever. Either way, we just love chatting football. Football is a man's game because women hit like girls. They run like girls. And they never play with passion. Simply unbelievable. This game will never mean as much to women as it does to men. The game has never been played by women until now. Now, as a treat for you lovely listeners, we are joined on the show today by a very special guest. Please join me in welcoming the LFL's colour commentator and former head coach of the Miami Caliente. It's Bobby Huco. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Glad to be on, guys. Looking forward to it. Now, as it's your first time uh, on our show, I'm wondering if you could uh, let our listeners know a little bit more about you, your football background, and how you came to be a part of the LFL. It's well, I'd probably take an hour, but uh, no, I used to play quarterback my whole life, you know, in high school and then college. I played at the uh, University of Florida, started there off and on for three years. I kept getting hurt, but kept getting a job back and uh, went really well. Mike Shanahan was my uh, offensive coach there, and my receiver was uh, NBC's analyst, Chris Collinsworth, and my tight end was Mike Malarkey, who's now the head coach of the uh, 
got Tennessee Titans and we had four number ones in our backfield. So we had a pretty good team in Florida. And then uh, after that, went on to play for the Bucks in Tampa for a couple of years and bounced around for a few years after that. But, uh, you know, I had the total seven knee operation. So my knees didn't want to play football as much as my arm did, but I uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And how did you come to be involved in the LFL? Well, the LFL is great. They had me uh, the first year, 2009. Mitch asked me if I wanted to coach, and uh, I, you know, love coaching, love football, and uh, had never coached girls before, and uh, was really anxious to get started. We had a great tryout. We had a, a huge turnout for tryouts, and we played in the same building where the Florida Panthers hockey team played up in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, we had a ton of girls come out, a lot of talent, and uh, really had a, a, a great team. I love offense. We were one of the most exciting offenses in the LFL. And uh, so I did that for two years. And then uh, after that, Mitch asked me if I want to get involved with the television aspect of it and, and eventually got moved up to the booth. And that's where I've been uh, for years now. I mean, really love doing it. And I just want to quickly go back to your coaching career there with the Miami Caliente. We often hear that coaching in the LFL is not as glamorous as it sounds. It's a lot of work. I mean, I, I put as much time in it as I would have if I was coaching the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you think it's going to be a lot of fun and go out there, but it, it's it's hard work. I mean, I put in Mike Shanahan's entire offense. We had about 60 plays, and they were all Shanahan's plays. In fact, when he was coaching, uh, we got together, and I told him I put his system in. He goes, how's it working? And I know it's working great. And uh, so it, it's a lot of work, a lot of dedication, and the girls don't realize that either. When they first get in it, they think it's just going to be like a, a part-time thing, but it's, it's the real deal. I mean, we practiced four or five times a, a week, took it real serious, and, and it showed on the field. You were back there in 2009 when it all sort of began. Now, how would you say the league has evolved over all these years? It's really come a long way. You can see the talent level. We had great talent back then, but it was in certain teams had a lot of talent. And uh, now it's just all around. I mean, you see teams like Seattle from top to bottom right now. They are so solid. There's not a weakness in their team. Chicago's a perennial power. I mean, and the, the new teams that are coming up realize they have to bring some veterans in. Like Dallas, for example, this year. They're, they might win the title because they have an excellent coaching staff they know how to go get players and they brought in some veterans with the rookies and they got a chance to win the title so it does take a lot of effort from the coaches yeah, and that brings us nicely onto this season actually and you mentioned there we've seen several expansion teams and, and one returning franchise who I believe you may have been referring to there in Dallas but which rookies in particular have impressed you this year there's a ton of them I mean the thing that you know getting back to the teams and it gets a little disappointing when you see some teams that you know get blown out by 70 and 80 points and then it's my personal opinion it comes down to coaching because if you come into this league thing it's going to be a lot of fun you're going to be hanging out with girls and all that it's going to show you're going to get blown out but the coaches really have to come in and be disciplined they have to put a schedule together for the girls and if the girls don't have the dedication you have to get rid of some girls i mean just like the nfl team and the ones that win every year do it like that you know coach hack's been in from day one we played the first game against them and he treats it for real i mean he, he tells you know it's either their way or highway and and he's he's had to send some girls on the highway and he brings more talent in every year he's competing for the championship on the other hand there's teams like omaha this year third year and they're getting blown out 77 to nothing i mean that's unheard of and it all comes in my opinion it comes down to coaching they have the talent there you have to get the dedication you have to go recruit and you know this is the real deal you just can't come in and think you're going to step on the field and compete with the chicago's and seattle's and la's it's not going to happen yeah and talking about competing there moves us nicely onto some of the actual competition we've had this year has been great caliber really high standard now, out of all those games, what's been your favorite this season so far and why? 
Well, I mean, there's been a lot of them, to tell you honestly. I was really impressed with, uh, I mean, starting from the, the bottom up. I mean, Austin came in as a new team. They put a run at Seattle the first game of the year. I mean, obviously, the girls weren't, you know, they had deer in headlights the first game. But, you know, they have a lot of talent, a lot of potential. They're a good quarterback, just needs a lot more coaching. Work your way up to like the Dallas's, for example. Here's a new team. They were in the league a few years back. They got a great coaching staff. They really know what they're doing. They all have pro experience. And they brought in Michelle Angel. And look what's happening. They got a chance to win the title this year. Looking ahead to the playoffs, actually. And it looks as though we're going to see Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, and Seattle. But who can you see winning it all? You know, we're taking every team individually. I mean, when you look at the Atlantis, I mean, Atlanta, from they're like Seattle. If you go top to bottom, they are counted. They have a lot of talent from, you know, the quarterback, Dakota, to everybody, to Purnell. They should be in it every year. But for whatever reason, I don't want to equate them to the Buffalo Bills, who made the Super Bowl four years in a row. They just can't come through when the big game's against Chicago, you know, this past week against L.A. It's just like they have so much talent. But then you get the other teams, like Chicago, they find a way to win it all. Chris Michelson in Seattle, you know, first two years he couldn't win the title. Now he's like a power. It just takes time to get there. But there's so many teams that got a shot. But you have to have that breakthrough moment. Speaking about breakthrough, we've broken through the first part of our interview. And we're going to finish off now with a couple of quick fire fun questions, if you're ready for them, Bobby. Let's do it. Okay, first question coming at you. Who is your favorite LFL player of all time? There's a ton of them. I mean, on my team alone, I mean, I had so many good players. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about Miami team. My quarterback, uh, Naka Dixon, you know, she threw the ball 60 yards on the button. And, I mean, she grew up with Willis McGahee and, and uh, Ocho Cinco and just a great player, Tina Kalkovecchia. We had so many great players. But overall, all time, it's probably the Hall of Famers. Liz Gorman, I mean, when we played her first time, she had 14 tackles against us. Mo Gaxiola, I mean, right down the list. If you go, you know, the running backs for Chicago, there's a whole line of them. There's so many great players in this league. Ashley Salerno in Los Angeles. So many great players. It's hard to pick out one. If you were offered the chance to coach again in, say, Omaha, who we know need a coach, would you take it? I really like what I'm doing now, but uh, Mitch and I talked about it. I don't know if I'd go to Omaha, but we talked about getting Miami going again. But you never know. It's it's so much fun. It's so much time you have to put in it. I really like what I'm doing now because I get to meet all the girls around the league. And I love football. I like to, you know... Tell people when they're doing well and tell people when they're not doing well. So I really like my uh, position right now, though. What is your favorite football movie? My favorite football movie. Wow. That's a good, I mean, any given Sunday, I know a lot of people in that movie because that was filmed in Miami when I was down there. But, you know, going back, North Dallas 40, for all you youngsters out there, go go get North Dallas 40. That's how football really was back then. And it's just an outstanding movie. That's the one with uh, Jeff Bridges in, isn't it? Yep. We were doing a, a top five for our other podcast a few years ago and I actually went through and watched about five or six football films in the space of a week and, and that was one of them. And you're right, I was really impressed with that film. Yeah, the sleeper one is um, Against All Odds. There's, there's a lot of them out there. But uh, there was any given Sunday, I just know so many people that were involved in that movie. In fact, uh, Pacino, they had him go see Shanahan for months up in Denver to see how he coached, to, to watch how he coached. And he, he guided himself just like Shanahan did for the Broncos. And they filmed it in Miami with... Uh, Oliver Stone. It was just I just know so many people. That'd probably be number one. We've heard you're a bit of a golfer. So what's your golf handicap? It's funny. I I used to be really good. 
I mean, back when I was playing, it was it was probably around a five, but uh, I haven't played that much. But lately, it's been going pretty good. Um, we played in Bo Jackson's tournament. Um, my partner was Vince Neal from Motley Crue, and we ended up winning the whole thing, which we couldn't believe. The scramble tournament, Warren Sapp almost killed us because he thought we cheated, which we did not. And we walked away with the whole title. Uh, sounds like a sore loser to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Sapp is a sore loser in general. You can tell him I said that, too. <laughs> Oh, well, yep, fair enough. You've heard it here on the show. Now, big question we want to drop on you. Where do you see the league in, say, 10 years' time? You know what? I've been involved with it from day one because I love it. The talent is unbelievable. The women in this league, the girls, the talent level just keeps going higher and higher. All American track players, all American volleyball, all American basketball. And on TV, the ratings are off the hook. It's a fun thing to watch on TV around the world. So I, I can see this going to a main network. In fact, uh talked to a couple of my buddies, and I won't mention any networks, but within a few years, I can see us on a major sports network. I mean, look where the UFC is now. They were never considered a, a, a league that could get on a major sports network, and look where they're at right now. I think the LFL will be right on that track. That's great to hear. Now, one of our last questions, just to finish off, what's the funniest thing that's happened off camera when you've been commentating on an LFL game? There's funny stories every week, but I, offhand right now, I can't name any specific story, but there's a ton of them. I mean, we, when we were going back years, we were live out of Seattle, and uh, we had some girls come in the booth, and, and they were their season was over. The girls that came in the booth, they wanted us to do shots of beer during the broadcast, which we could not, but they were having a good time, and we actually had to walk them out of the booth. But we, it just, there's fun moments every week. I, I can't name one right now. I don't know about you, Adrian. It sounds like we need to get ourselves in that booth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what's going to happen in that booth. That sounds like a riot. We're at the end of the interview, Bobby, but we always give our guests 10-second shout-out. You have the mic now to say anything you want to fans, to the players out there, and the mic is all yours. I'm just going to say I am really looking forward to the playoffs. This year, I mean, Mitch and I talk about it. I can't pick one team out. I mean, the ones we mentioned are going to be there. They're going to be in the hunt. Atlanta's going to be in the hunt. Chicago's in the hunt. L.A., unfortunately, I think, unless Omaha comes up with a miracle... LA is going to be out for the first time ever. You got Seattle. I mean, it's going to be a shootout to see who comes out on top this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a shocker like Dallas. I mean, they, they are well put together, and whoever plays them better be ready because that's my sleeper pick. Sounds like a good pick to me. Well, all I have left to say actually really is thank you for coming on the show today, Bobby. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. Good talking to you guys, and hopefully I'll see you guys soon. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you... I'm Michelle Angel, quarterback for the Dallas Desire. You're listening to LFL Talk with Audrey and Marcus. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other time they run to the outside, they're fucking getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And 
full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. Marcus, I can't believe another show is in the books and the playoffs are just a few short weeks away now. What is going on? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure my calendar's broke. Is it really middle of July? Are we really at this point? Uh, let's just take a quick weather check. It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot of this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. Oh, can you tell me what it feels like? Fool, and it's hot. I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. <laughs> yeah uh, then i guess it probably is yeah it's, it's getting on to late summer so uh, we're just not used to it being up in that temperature here over 30 for us like i say between 80s and 90s uh for all our stateside fans uh it's just when it gets to this kind of heat over here people start doing crazy things like this accent <laughs> Well, I'm glad that's got you amused, Marcus. I'm going to start moving on swiftly and thanking this week's guest, Mr. Bobby Yuko. I'd also like to thank my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. Remember, if you want to stay up to date with all of the latest news from around the league, then go to LFL360.com. And of course, if you want to catch up on any of our past shows or player interviews, then go to LFLTalk.com. And until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 